0: So I hope you enjoy the episodes and feel free to subscribe for your Jewelry Navigator Passport, a way to stay up to date with the current episodes and upcoming features. Thanks so much for joining us and enjoy the episode. Telling stories with gems and jewelry is like speaking an enchanted language. Cynthia Renee Markison is my guest this week and understands that hidden language of gemstones. Geologist turned jewelry designer, Cynthia's adventures began with her curiosity of rock formations from the car window of her family vacations. As part of her geologic studies, she mapped two of the biggest gem producing mines in the U.S. and has 30 years experience working in the jewelry industry on various professional levels. She discovered jewelry design while selling and presenting colored gemstones to stores and businesses across the country. Now she creates one-of-a-kind jewelry pieces for clients to tell their stories with gems that celebrate the beauty we're meant to reflect by wearing them. Thanks so much for joining me today. I know you have a choice in podcasts and truly appreciate you tuning in this week. I know you're going to enjoy Cynthia's story. Thanks so much and welcome aboard.
1: Well, as I was looking over your website last night, it really dawned on me, and you and I have kind of talked about this, how jewelry mm-hmm. tells stories. And yes. you're an excellent storyteller, and you help facilitate storytelling through people's jewelry design. Mm-hmm. And you help them design pieces of jewelry that will be heirloom pieces to be handed right. down and for sure enjoyed for the lifetime of the wearer. So kind of on that little springboard, share, share with us how you started your career mm-hmm. in jewelry. And it didn't start in jewelry because you and I, I'll tell a quick story about how you and I met so people understand okay. the connection. Cynthia and I met at an event in D.C. at Finery Row, and I meandered my way and found this woman with these bright, beautiful eyes, and just as bright, beautiful gem jewelry in front of me. And I just was so taken and we started visiting. And she shares with me that her background is in geology, like mine was. Well, that's like instant sisterhood. And she and I just started talking. And we visited a couple of times on the phone, and we have a lot more in common than we ever even realized um, mm-hmm. below the surface. So I know that your background is in geology, but a lot of other people don't understand the importance and the connection between geology and gemology. And your story reflects that really, really well. So Cynthia, tell us how you started from your earliest memories. What made you Oh, my earliest memories? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you talk about this. I have some yes. Yes. And um, how that has evolved and how you have um, that's become a common strand through your story, and where where that started and how it's taken you to where you are today.
2: Well, when I was a little kid, I was always curious about the riddles of the earth. Why is there a valley there? Why is that rock spotted? Why is that one jutting out of the earth? I was really, really curious about those things, and nobody really could explain it, but it just sort of simmered, you know, the pot in the back as I grew up and went through time. And then I was driving to um, a family wedding with my parents while they were driving. We were loaded up in the station wagon, and I was kind of a surly 16-year-old, and I was sleeping in the back, and as I opened my eyes, we were going through an area that It looked like there were just piles of round boulders, just piled, piled up, and it lit something in me. I feel really lucky because there was a moment, boom, that just hit me, and I had to know Mom, Dad, why are all those rocks like that? How did they get like that? And they just sort of you know poo pooed me. They were probably kind of tired of me by that point. Um, and I went back to sleep, but it still stayed with me and then later, um, in one of my advanced field classes in school that 's where we went back to that same exact area to be able and I was able to learn why those You know, how those rocks got there. What's the story behind them? So to me, the earth had riddles. And while I was in school, I was going to school in San Diego. I went to San Diego State. And San Diego is particularly gem rich. And so I had secretarial schools. I went back to school when I was a little bit older, like 23 or something like that. And so I got a job as a secretary for... um, a gemstone importer, colored gemstone importer, and they did mining, they did wholesaling, they would sell minerals like to the Smithsonian, a lapidary, gem cutting and so forth. So I did a thesis on their mine, um, their tourmaline mine, it was called the Himalaya Mine, and then after I graduated school, I worked in another mine, the Stewart Mine in the area and did mapping of the geology and the topography and superimposed them and tried to, you know, make some ideas on why, how to find more gems, why the gems were found where they were found and how we could use that to to predicting where more would be find, found. <laughs> um, so that's how I got involved in this. And to me, like growing up, I I didn't want to get married necessarily or like be a millionaire. You know, wouldn't mind. But my goal was for adventure and for what... I would say making myself larger for learning more, for doing more, for challenging myself and being able to use all of my interests, you know, writing also, which I've written a whole lot of articles and speaking and teaching and culture, um, art, all of those things. And so by the time I finally graduated college, I wanted to be in the gem business. That was it. I saw that as my ticket to that kind of life. And then I could integrate, you know, my passion of geology with it.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, that's so
1: cool. I love the part, or I love that the whole idea and that you had a project out of mapping the Himalaya and the Stuart Mines. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are such important minds for the United States. And um, to to understand that they're relatively young minds. Well, active.
2: yeah. The- they are. I mean their heyday was more around the turn of the nineteen hundreds and so forth when the last Empress Dowager of China really wanted this pink tourmaline because pink and red tourmaline, as you know, it has like inclusions in it, like emerald. It's one of the things mm-hmm. that comes with it's Genesis with how it's made, how it's found. But the last Empress Dowager of China, she liked the really included grades of pink tourmaline from this mine because the inclusions more obviously showed nature's handiwork and clean gems could be made by humans. So mm-hmm. that was kind of you know, it was interesting in the a yeah. mine when I did my thesis was the largest producing gem mine in America at that time.
1: Wow.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: That's so wonderful.
2: So after
1: you um after you did that you worked for mm-hmm that
2: yes I worked for uh, for another company that does the company that does the the mining wholesaling retailing and so forth their name is Pala I worked for them and I did color gemstone sales and I did all of their marketing and so forth and so working there I got a really big you know rounded education and I worked there for three or four years and so forth and by that time I decided that you know I had my dad as a role model working for himself. I wanted to work for myself. It was time to go out. And so that's what I did in 1990, starting my business. And primarily, it was wholesaling colored gemstones, like quality colored gemstones to mostly independently owned jewelers throughout America. So I would, Mm -hmm. you know, get my bag of gems and, you know, hop on a plane, get a rental car and drive all around. I mean, I've been so many places, lots of small towns here and there, and I got to see this wonderful country that way and meet the people in different areas, learn about the regional differences, learn what problems jewelers had with selling gemstones. Uh, And then I did a lot of um, trunk shows direct to the consumer, and I would put on big shows with them like – gem safari or so forth. And i talk about gemstones and educate their their clientele and train their staff to sell colored gemstones and so forth. But what happens is that at that time in particular, you couldn't even hardly give a peridot away. People hated it. You know, they'd say, oh, peridot, I hate my birthstone. They didn't develop the taste for it like they have for it now so it was hard and I was selling these gemstones and then I'd come back around in six months and they'd still be there in the drawer and they didn't want to buy more so how was I going to get them to buy more it would be to help them sell more gems and so then I had to start creating jewelry for them to do that. So that's how I got started more in jewelry. And then I did a lot of writing. I have, I don't know, like 50 articles or so um, in something that was called Jewelers Quarterly Magazine. And I did a lot of speeches for um, like the big shows like JCK show, the Tucson show, so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. And got in a lot of books. And so collectors started finding me. So I got more and more private clientele that way. I didn't have my children until later in life, 43 my first one. And by Mm -hmm. that point you know, something had to give. So I had to give up the wholesaling. And primarily my client now is directly to collectors, to the consumers, private clients. But I don't have a storefront. I love that you highlight the color gemstones, of course. Right. To me, it starts with the gem. The gems talk. They have soul. I mean, you know how we are, like we learn, you know, and we've had lots of mineralogy class, right, and petrography and so forth. And we know that, you know, these are minerals but to me they have a soul to them they talk to you they speak i it's hard for me to even describe what it is i get shivers even thinking about it but there's something about light and color together and then you hold that gem and you think about you know it, it came as to the earth, you know, and the earth formed out of ashes from the Big Bang how many billions of years ago. I mean, it's, it's just phenomenal. You take a time travel with each one of them, and each one has a personality and a soul. So I start with the gem, and then I design around the gem, unless I'm working on a custom piece for a client, in which case that involves a different story.
1: Okay, okay. For instance, um, I'm scrolling through your rings. Rings are my favorite because you can see mm-hmm. them yourself. And okay. if I have a colored stone, I want to see it as well as mm-hmm. everybody else.
2: You're on um, my website looking at the rings? I am. The rings in my boutique or the ones that I did custom for people? Let me make sure where I am. This is custom rings. Yeah. Okay. I'll go to there. So I'll be. we're doing it together.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and this, okay, one reason why I, <laughs> my connection to gems and jewelry is when I was a little girl, and this is your spessartite with mm-hmm. the beautiful red tourmalines, the red mm-hmm. um, pear-shaped tourmalines on either side. That looks like such delicious candy to me. Yeah, it
2: does, I can't doesn't it? Stand it? You <laughs> want to eat it, don't you? Yes, it's the senses. It. They alive in the senses. That's what color does and Jewels and hey. Gems. Exactly, And then we put it on our bodies, you know, and we go through the day, you know, energized with that energy as well. Like I yeah. always say, like with a pair of earrings, you know, you put them on and people say, oh, I love your earrings. But really what we hear them say and what they mean is you look great today in those earrings. And that gives you energy, right? You know, yes. it passes the energy baton, the sparkler to you, and then you go through your day with more energy. It's a wonderful that, thing. It is a wonderful, the energy baton. I like that, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> or the sparkler or something like that. And with rings, it's different, you know. But, like, you'll be have your ring on and you have your hand around the steering wheel and maybe it's a little tense and you think about what you have to do and, oh, dang, I'm late. But, you know, that sun at the angle, like, hits the gleam of that gem and there you are, boom, with something pure and beautiful, this vibration looking right at you. And, you, you know, it's like the pause that refreshes. Yes, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. So how do you come across most of your gemstones do you have a collection a library of stones that you've just collected i do
2: yeah i do that i'm always looking for because you know i started as a dealer i was on the board of the american gem trade association for four terms are the terms Mm -hmm. three years or four years something like that so i've been doing this for quite a while overseas many times um I'm very, very connected. So if I don't have it, one of the things that I do for my clients is source-colored gemstones. So Mm -hmm. it's one thing to – like there's a lot of – like I see them like on Instagram now. Oh, look at this pretty stone. This is really great. Why don't you buy it? An an influencer type who does that, and they don't really – you learn about gemstones and their value when you're buying them and you make mistakes. So I have decades of that, putting my own Mm -hmm. money on the table and learning what's something worth – Making mistakes when you find out it's not. Um, You know, you learn a lot that way. So I'm able to bring that to the table. It's not just, okay, I'm going to go do this. I have a GG now. It's the Mm -hmm. decades of experience behind it that that bring the value to the client that way. That's a
1: really good point that you just made. Um, The credentials of a graduate gemologist are very important. And it ta- it teaches us a lot, but it doesn't teach you the experience of understanding how well a, a gemstone is faceted, and whether or not it's um, it,
2: well. There's it a might- lot of nuances. Yeah, there's tremendous yes. subtleties in the in the colored gemstone market and nuances in it, and you really have to find the right gem at the right price. I mean, you might get the wrong gem at an okay price, but then you're still have the wrong gem. So what good is that? I'd rather overpay for the right gem than just underpay for a bargain that's really not anything that anyone would appreciate over time. That's just okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So my trade relationships are real close over decades, and they give me that ability to source the most unusual of gemstones for collectors. And I've seen yeah. so much material, gem material of all sorts of different kinds. You know, yeah. you keep that in a little file of facts in your brain, you know, yeah. uh, color and size and price grid. You keep that in your head, and that's really invaluable.
1: Yes, yeah, it is one gemstone when you mentioned um, you source for collectors but also for some mm-hmm. jewelry on your website you have a beautiful picture of a circle of cuprian tourmaline oh
2: uh-huh oh my gosh it's like now electric. that's also on my home page huh in the necklace form It is? like if you oh, look yes, yeah so that, that was that a collector yeah so that was a collector who um, i was working with really closely for a few decades and he thought, you know The Couperian Tourmaline, you know, nobody really goes towards the pastels right now, you know. What if we could do something that put together the colors of all the different pastels? And so that's what I did. Actually, it was quite a feat and involved a lot of um, technicalities and really using my, you know, close trade resources. Um, And I was able to source them. They didn't look anything like they did when they were cut and then put them back uh, brought them back to the states had them recut they won a cutting edge award my I was married at the time and my husband was a cutter so he uh-huh. recut them so that's probably why you've seen the tourmalines all um together as a pastel suite yeah because they did that's- win a spectrum award uh-huh and then i made oh, okay. them into a necklace uh-huh oh, that's
1: i'm looking at the necklace and now i see exactly what um you're talking about against the black background
2: the uh-huh. colored... it really pops. Oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. But see, you can't just lay those stones out and think, oh, yeah, that'll work. I mean, I paid a lot of attention to really making it balance, you know, not just the stone across from it, but over at different angles and trying. I mean, there's a lot Mm -hmm. to it. You can't Mm -hmm. just throw them out and make it work. Oh, no. It's
1: like, exactly. You created your own, like, circle wheel
2: with this. It's yeah. so fabulous. Yeah, I have yeah. a whole write-up on it, in fact, you know, because it's, it's like I hear colors, um, and I think of colors and color chords, and then how you put colors together and different chords that really make, you know, music that resonates with our soul, you know, like a symphony as opposed to, like, elevator music. Most people don't really spend the time doing that. They just combine things.
0: Three right. stone ring, no. sure.
2: You know, they combine it instead of making sure they're the right hues, the right everything texture. Yes, yes.
1: Okay. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is when people come to you or they find you and they want to start a process to design something really special, mm-hmm. um, take us, walk us through the process of how you start to work with a new client, how you mm-hmm. learn about them, and what's most going to define what they've come to you to do okay
2: there's a, a bit of woo-woo in here you know um okay. for the scientist type but it is there so if somebody comes for me and they're just wanting a unique jewel and they're not having a gem that they're you know anchored with maybe because mm-hmm. somebody came here this week and she had her grandmother's aquamarine and so we talked you know, based on that. But if they're just thinking about something, what I do is it's quite intimate. Um, I just talk to them. I talk to them about their life, uh, Mm -hmm. things that might seem unimportant. Um, What, you know, where are they from? What were your first job? We just talk. I don't say what was your first job. I don't have a checklist for that. But I just get a sense of them. It's, It's like they start to kind of vibrate as a human being and I get a real strong sense of them. And what Mm -hmm. they don't often know what they want. So they need somebody to help guide them and give them different directions where they could say, yes, yes, no, 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 yes, 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 Mm -hmm. that type of thing. So from that, I'm able to also see. Like I look at their house like what what is their house like? What is their furniture like? Do they like white sheets? Do they like a bed that's really frilly with a bunch of pillows on it? are they really modernist you know it's It's all of these types of things, but mostly it's the stories of them, like the turning points in their life, what once something meant. So I had a client several years ago who she found me on the internet and she was the first one that i did something with long distance that way and she wanted a ring it was for her anniversary and birthday and she won she decided she wanted it to celebrate um a time the well what we well she didn't quite decide this but i talked to her a lot if you look in my create custom jewelry and custom rings
1: mm-hmm.
2: um there's a ring there it's called miradonis but so we made a ring that depicted what she was doing when she decided to marry her husband, because it was primarily for her anniversary and their background. So they were both from Romania. So the ring has uh, the flora and fruits abundance, you know, life's abundance from Romania, grapes and walnuts and roses and peaches and pears, all these things that were from her grandmother's garden that she was growing up. And then she was walking this um, trail, the um, El Camino Trail in Spain, that pilgrimage, um, it can take a month to walk, but she was walking out walking that by herself, not with him and, and on that trip, she decided to marry him, and she went to a monastery um let's see it was a monastery de los Silos now I forget the exact name of it, but it has these slanting columns um in it they're they're really distinct, and so we used for the shanks of the ring um these columns, and the columns are really particular to this particular monastery. You, mm-hmm. could, you could see it on my website if anybody wants to look at that. It was really cool. So it starts with the feelings of love and security that she felt with her grandmother as a child, in Romania and her husband's in Romania and then walking along the Camino de Santiago de Compostela which was a pilgrimage route through the northern part of Spain. It's just really amazing the ring that it combines all of those things together and then underneath them they have a child. They would talk that they were the three cherries. So underneath the gallery there's um, three cherries put there and that three cherries all come from one stem. They're all connected with one stem. They're not just three roaming around it's that three of them were together. That's her family now. So that's something that is really distinct and tells her story um, and that she will pass down, you know, that will tell the story of her and right. become a real heirloom. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's
1: stunning. It's just so beautiful. And um, so it has uh, almost a four-carat padparaja sapphire right?
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. And then, uh, let's see... And it has pear-shaped see, diamonds on the side. pear diamonds, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then around on the east-west or the north-south sides of the ring. Mm, that's just beautiful. And
1: I love that you put the stories with it. So people can actually, oh, and I see her picture.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's her. Wow.
1: <laughs> and it just connects the power that jewelry can, can pull That's together. what
2: I say. I make power jewels. They, they really yeah. are because it's powerful. It connects the power of the earth, the power of ideas, the power of her walking in her life, the power of family, all of those things together. It connects yeah. the generations. I mean, it's pretty amazing. It really is. Um, but that's what I do. Like all the, I, I was, so, I've always been kind of a dreamer, uh-huh. and that's what I do with people who come to me with their stories, and we tell things in them.
1: You have such a unique blend of creativity, but yet you have the balance of the scientific mind and the understanding of the gemstones and the force. So, and it, it
2: took a while to get that, you know, because when I was younger and going through, you know, university and so forth, I was very scientific. You know, I wanted to be taken seriously,
1: um, yeah. and
2: now it's like, no, I'm more of a witch than a, than a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh
1: that's great. Well, I think we all kind of are. You know, we get into our own um when you can really honor your your own love and make that your life. And mm-hmm. don't I don't think it's so much it, it's I guess it's the good witch in us. You know, we really honor what <laughs> no, Yes, seriously. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we we honor we honor our
2: our inner spirit by doing that. Well, you look at the cycles of life, you know, going forward first as... Well, you're a child, but then, like, I was definitely in warrior mode for a long time, for decades, you know, like, striving and creating and defining myself and doing things. Yeah, I could do that in competition with myself. I don't mean fighting with people, but, like, you know, striving to accomplish something. And, you know, as you get older, you don't have as much to prove anymore, do you? And so you could go deeper within yourself. And that's the lovely part about about growing older and having experience in a field. It's just like my brain is a library now.
1: Yes, yes, and you you come to a very peaceful spot because you do yes. have
2: that experience, uh-huh. and
1: you know when to pull back, but when to you know move forward, and and mm-hmm. how to pay. You you just understand how to pace yourself a lot better. Yeah, definitely, I agree. Um, Tony
2: Bennett said something like, um, "Oh my God, life will teach you how to live if you live long enough," and that's true. <laughs> it is true. It is true.
1: Well, one thing, one I mean, all of your jewelry made such a big impression on me. Everything from your Cynthia Renee shank with the beautiful, comfortable mm-hmm. um, shank on the backside. But re- really, I love anything that can be versatile. Anything mm-hmm. that moves, that can transform. And your progressive pearls do oh, that. thank you. And it also so what what Cynthia has done she's taken the concept of a beautiful, simple pearl stud earring, but she's transformed it so that it can work with other components of earrings from mm-hmm. um beautiful gemstone stud earrings to um i'm looking at it looks like a pariba uh tourmaline
2: I think it's uh, probably um blue zircon blue zircon that's what it is so it's a
1: it's a four point almost like a star Mm, with
2: a Uh beautiful... I did that design based on calligraphy. Mm -hmm. So pretty.
1: So um, tell us, share with us your Progressive Pearl Collection and how um, that's evolved and where it might be going next.
2: Well, I said that I'm more witchy as I get older, but actually I'm also very organized and systematic. So I do love systems and like things to, to work and to mix and match and have more freedom to be able to have a foundation which uh, you can really create from. So the progressive pearls are something where a pearl stud is the foundation of it. It's a jewelry wardrobing system, and the stud is removable, and then you could put a little diamond drop attachment on it that turns that stud, it could be worn as a drop as well or mm-hmm. it could be worn um, with jackets or it could be worn um, I have something that's called an onion dome earring that it can hook on I have these new leaf swan neck wires that are going to be coming out next week that are really cool that you could take the pearl drops on and off um, almost all of my regular earrings not the progressive pearls but most of them have tails on them to support a pearl as a drop so as I say like you could you know, like wear a pair of black pearl studs to go to yoga or uh, reading the paper and put them on the Onion Dome earring drops to go shopping with your friends and then use them as a drop on the end of a long, you know, elaborate earring to go to a wedding or black tie event. There's a lot of things that you could do with them to be able to mix them and match them in different ways and really expand What you do, and it's fun. It's really fun. Like some clients, they they have a lot of these, and I love to meet with them and go to their homes, and they bring them out, and we just start putting them together and arranging them a different way. You know, it's it's something in our instincts that wants us to do that and that we find a lot of joy from. Yes, I can certainly see that. For instance, um, if you go
1: on Cynthia's um, website, cynthiarene.com, and go under Progressive Pearls, There are three examples of how you can wear her progressive pearl earrings. And the first one is a simple 12 millimeter pearl stud earring called Coffee with Julie. And then she has the next step. It's uh, a diamond drop and then the pearls Mm -hmm. are attached to the diamond and that's the business luncheon. And then you (laughs) can transform them to something even more formal called symphony with a more elaborate double of Pearl, double and pearls and then
2: white. something between it, which I call a, a bridge attachment, okay. which turns two pearls into a drop. Very nice. I just love that. Thank you.
1: Yes. Well, what else can you share with us about your business before we sign off here? What else? Um, what do I do?
2: Yeah. <laughs> what What I do is I have a boutique of one-of-a-kind uh online. Jewelry, primarily um, it features colored gemstones, but also um, jewelry wardrobing with the progressive pearls. I do custom, full custom design. It's not just where somebody says, yeah, with custom, and they get components from a manufacturer and put them together, or they're just changing the color of something. It really starts and tells somebody's um, life story, so it's their story in jewels. Yeah, and then I perfect. also do colored gemstone sourcing for collectors, you know. I'm certainly the person to call for that because I've been in this trade, immersed in it for over 30 years buying and selling. And I yeah. also do trunk shows. I do trunk oh, shows from time to time. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good. And I love
1: that, of course, I love that you're a woman doing this, but I feel like being a woman, you just have a different perspective, Especially when it comes to the design aspect of it, you have. Well, I always really say
2: male designers want design what they want you to see you in, and women designers design what feels good. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's I mean, not always, but <laughs> but yeah, I know what feels good. I know what the problems are when you wear them. I know if something sticks you in a funny way that just doesn't feel good. I don't like that because you can't have a power piece if you're not feeling good in it, right? Right, exactly. You gotta feel good in your power piece. <laughs> no. that's
1: right. Um, and you also will meet with people um, on over Skype or right. We do.
2: I on- do a lot over mm-hmm. Skype or some other video conferencing media, whatever it is. And it's it's they can book me. You they could go onto my website, CynthiaRenee.com, and there'll be a little place in there. And if you go to the About section, Work with Me, where they can book um, like a twenty minute you know, free consultation with me. And, and that really is no obligation. And I could get a very good sense what direction they're going into, what maybe they need to know, whether I think we're a match. And if we're not, I could refer them to somebody who I think would be for a match for them. It's, it's fun. It's really enjoyable. Oh, that's wonderful. And, that and then they could look up. on my YouTube channel too, if they'd like to look know a little bit more about jewelry, wardrobing and how to put things together in different ways.
1: That brings me to a good point because last night, as I was preparing for our podcast talk today, mm-hmm. I saw I found your YouTube channel oh, and I uh-huh. found
2: your I found your
1: <laughs> part your your piece when you talked about three pieces that oh uh, three
2: three easy pieces yes. yeah <laughs>
1: and I just for the first time saw those um pool beads oh so the pools
2: of light. No. I love the Pools of La... Uh, they're, they're beautiful, aren't they? And they, they, they look are. so elegant, and they're chic and different. They look like something. They're great for traveling. You can wear them with a T-shirt or with a black dress at night. I mean, it's really great. I bet they feel good. They're they feel wonderful.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Really okay.
2: looks like that. I Sometimes even in the summer, I put them in the refrigerator. Oh, and I put yes. them on because they're cool. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can certainly see that. I will... Um,
1: I'll make a little um, side note and show share your YouTube video. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you to see these pools of light and you thread with either red or turquoise thread mm-hmm. and it just mm-hmm. kind of gives it um, like a lumination from the inside.
2: And actually, they're simple, but they were it took a lot to get the right colors on them to get the right length, so I didn't want to charge people for a clasp to go over their head, you know to make it so it goes over their head, so it's the nice. length that yeah that works well with almost every neckline uh-huh. um there's there's a lot to them, everything you know, like things that are simple often are it, they didn't start that way that took a lot of refining,
1: mm, but it's smart I mean there again, you thought of um i something without a clasp that's perfect for women right. of all ages you know women who have
2: problems right behind
1: their necks
2: that you know well right ages. and they didn't have to pay for it too for with rock crystal which rock crystal you know isn't the most expensive jewel at all but this yes. is really clean optical um rock crystal i search yes. for all of them that don't have inclusions and eliminate the ones that from the strands i buy that have inclusions so mm-hmm. i wanted to keep the price down too so like why pay for a clasp keep it simple all the way absolutely i love
1: it so can people find those on your website or do you just make them? oh yeah a, no they're on my oh, website okay,
2: okay. Uh-huh. good I need to. I need they're to. under necklaces The shop jewelry yeah. necklaces but you know they don't photograph anything like what they look like that's really unfortunate they look really good on well i'm just looking at my website now there's some pictures of some people wearing them um on the page so it gives you a little bit of a idea
1: okay okay yeah i'll have to post these for sure so oh, you have, you. which one do you wear? Do you wear the red thread or the turquoise?
2: I wear both, okay. but I tend to wear the red more. But it's odd, like you can wear the red one if you're wearing turquoise. They're surprisingly neutral because it's not wow. just the thread that stands out. It's that when you look at somebody on an angle, you see a little bit of a color come out, but it's, it's amazing. They're surprisingly neutral.
1: Well, this has been so much fun. I'm gonna. Have it's to, been
2: really uh, fun meeting you, Brenna, and um, finding out all we have in common. It's just wonderful to find another pal.
1: Yeah. Well, I I look forward to um, continuing our friendship. I do too. Journey. Very much so. Yes. And after the holidays, after things settle down, I definitely want to meet up with you. You're going to Tucson, right? Right.
2: I, I'm actually showing there this time for the first time in 20 years.
1: Oh, oh my gosh, that's right. You're. Mm-hmm.
2: At AGPA, right? at AGTA, yeah, in the designer yes. section. I might yes. change it to be on the gym floor. I'm not. I, I I go back and forth and go back and forth, but I'll figure it out. What in a matter of weeks? All right. Well, you know, I'll be shouting that out. I'm gonna. I'm glad. To I'm Cynthia. glad.
1: We're gonna go see you, and um, so you'll be at Tucson, and then mm-hmm. after Tucson, once the spring comes, I want to start um, traveling to see some of my my fave people, and you're one of mm-hmm. them. And you're not. Oh, good. Me. Oh, good. No, we're not that far. You're in Raleigh, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Perfect. So you Raleigh people who love gemstones and beautiful jewelry, you need to check out Cynthia Renee's website. And if you're serious about beautiful jewelry that makes a statement about what makes you unique and beautiful, seriously consider talking to Cynthia about creating something really beautiful and special that tells your story. So thank you so much,
2: Cynthia, for... Thank you, Brenna, very much. It's been a big pleasure. Not just tonight, but when we met a few weeks ago. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Thanks. Have a good evening.
2: Okay, You do too. Bye-bye.
0: Cynthia's designs are bold but elegant. And I love how she combines thoughtful design elements, like with her Pools of Light Rock Crystal necklaces. They're strung without clasps, so they're really easy just to put on and go. I love her signature squared off shank on her rings to keep substantial rings centered on your finger and especially her custom earring wardrobe system for multiple options and versatility words really can't tell how beautiful and magnificent the gems are that she uses in her jewelry so be sure to follow her on instagram and that's at Cynthia Renee Jewels and sign up for her newsletter so you can learn how you can work with her to design jewelry to tell your story. Thanks so much for joining me this week and be sure to stay tuned for upcoming episodes. I have some really exciting more stories to share with you and as always follow me on Instagram and be sure to sign up for Jewelry Navigator Passport. It's your way to keep up with what's going on and what's coming up. Thanks so much for joining me today and be sure to cross-check your sparkle. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.